Hey guys, welcome back to the Created for More podcast. I'm Morgan White. And I'm Adria Johnson. I didn't feel like doing a special intro for this episode, but nonetheless, it's the same it has been for the last 11 months. And now I can actually say a full 11 months because we fly out tomorrow and we go home and the race is actually over. And I feel like I've been leading up to this moment for the last couple episodes by saying things like, yeah, it's getting close or we're almost there, one month to go, you know, stuff like that. Which is kind of silly because it's almost as if I've been hanging on the edge of my seat just waiting for the end, which is definitely not the case at all. And we're going to talk about some of these emotions more in a bit because the end of the race definitely brings a lot of conflicting feelings, um, different emotions that sometimes you don't know what to do with or that don't really make sense. But nonetheless, I'm sitting here with someone who I've wanted to do a podcast with easily since the Philippines month one of the race. Adria and I were on our first team together. Um, I felt a connection with her before we even met at training camp and I truly don't know how to preface our recording here or how to summarize how I feel about her. I can't so I won't try but I'm just gonna let the podcast do the talking and hopefully you get um, a sense of what she's like and just enjoy the conversation that we have today. Um, I want to specifically pick your brain and listen to your thoughts on several different things, whatever we end up covering. There's got to be a lot of things on your mind right now that we're closing out the trip and about to head home. And so maybe just to like start us off, I want to know where your headspace is at right now. Like what's on your heart and mind as you're sitting here at final debrief in this laundry room that we're recording in. (laughs) Yeah, we're in the laundry room right now. The rest of our squad, as we're starting this podcast is getting their makeup on because we have, as Morgan said, our final dinner tonight Mm -hmm. and then we fly out tomorrow. So it's just kind of funny. We're sitting here like in our dirty t-shirt. Yeah, like surrounded by laundry and sheets and washers and dryers. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that actually has a lot to do with the last 11 months and how I've just grown out of a lot of, yeah, yeah, um, preparations in my spirit and in my surroundings. But that's good. I feel so good. Mm -hmm. I feel really... Um, I really feel set Mm -hmm. to go home. Um, it's been such a sweet time, especially at debrief. I feel like it's just been like a kind of like relaxed mode where we get to hang out and just be together. Mm -hmm. Um, and that feels super appropriate for like what's about to happen going home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very casual right now. (laughs) Yeah. It feels super simple, which is, I think that's something that our squad is like always honed in on is like simplicity, simplicity, simplicity. Yeah. And right now it just feels like we're living in the consummation of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. That's something that we've really honed in on. And I think we, not that we lost it, a couple months ago, the last debrief was complicated and I think people were in a weird place and I don't know, we were just like at a hostel and stuff. And I know that this one was kind of designed specifically to create a more homey atmosphere Mm -hmm. and which at first I kind of rejected to be honest. I was like, no, I want to stay in like a cool hostel or something. But whenever we all got here and got together and started worshiping Mm -hmm. and like sharing meals together and stuff like that, it's so much less separate. And we're all like, we have like no choice, but to be like on top of each other all over again. With that said, there's also plenty of space to, like, relax, and it's not, like, crazy packed, but it's, like, created enough, um, I don't know, of just a place where we have to spend time with each other. That also makes it sound separated, but not that we have to. Um, Okay, pause just a moment. We locked the door to the laundry room, (laughs) just in case, like, we wouldn't be, um, like, bothered, but we are, someone needs into the laundry room. 
Um, Adria's checking for me. Bless her heart. <laughs> Was that Ryan? Yeah, it was Ryan. Okay, I think you he remember said Ryan. He didn't even need anything. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's what we get for locking ourselves in the laundry room. I knew that would happen to <laughs> you. I told her right before I was like, I'm gonna lock this door, but like, what if someone needs in? And I literally pictured them like knocking or something. Okay, that's what I get for that. But yeah, I agree with what you said. It's simple. This yeah. whole time has been like really refreshing, and I think it's like brought us back to a place that we needed to be at yeah. before we went home. Yes. I don't know. Absolutely. It feels homey. We are literally in the middle of nowhere. We mm. can walk to a really janky coffee shop. I think they serve like instant coffee or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like a pizza shop. So I think, yeah, we're like, quote unquote, like kind of confined to just hanging yeah. out together, which actually, yeah. when I first same as with your situation, when I first heard about that, I was like, hmm, it'd be kind of <laughs> nice to like, Go enjoy yeah. Quito for the last right. couple of days and just be with friends and make memories in the city and stuff. Yes. But a good point that Sid started making was like, actually, what if we just change our perspective and we just thought about how it'll be really great to not have anywhere to go, that we can wow. just hang out together. And just that perspective change actually has brought me so much like, I mean, I just sit in the living room and I'm like, this is exactly what is supposed to happen. Yeah. I just sit there and listen to all my friends playing the guitar and slapping the table because they're playing games and stuff. And everyone's just sitting around playing games, talking like, I don't know. It's really sweet just Mm -hmm. to like sit and hang out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been like so much less distracted like than I probably have been all month. And there was like a lot of bouncing around with like the ministry that we were doing and stuff. And so, yeah, although I was kind of not looking forward to this environment, like, there's literally no Wi-Fi. The showers, like, go from extremely hot to, like, freezing cold. And like you said, we're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. But I think it's like as soon as we got into it, I was like, this makes total sense. Like, this feels right. I'm glad that we're here. Me too. Um, I guess with that, I want to give, like, a little bit of context for the people listening. We are at final debrief right now uh that's the official term it's like four or five days long and basically a time of celebration to wrap things up kind of tie it off in a big bow before we go home and part ways our squad leaders are here the squad mentor our coaches from colorado are here it's literally everyone tied to the squad um two girls actually two squad mates did have to go home early because one's a teacher and the school semester started the other had a family wedding so that's sad that they can't be here um but people got to spend quality time with them before they left and either way we've been worshiping and being intentional with one another sharing meals talking about all of the stuff that comes with this time um like for example we had set aside time to discuss what our fears and worries were about going home which i think was cool because people were able to share insight and encouragement also be honest and like vulnerable about how they were feeling about either going back to like a toxic community or like having to find a job or like being away from ministry or that sort of thing just kind of got some of that out in the open that way people could relate and sort of hear from each other mm-hmm. The first two days here, we even got to go to a Christian conference, which was a fun surprise. Um, So just the typical like speakers and worship and stuff like that, um, which was really sweet. 
tonight we have a celebration dinner, which is what Adria referred to earlier, where everyone gets all dressed up or whatever. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure why they think we have nice clothes, yeah. <laughs> but whatever. I think I'm wearing Every- jeans and a t-shirt. And everyone's borrowing each other's clothes because yeah. no one actually has anything Exactly. To wear. So there's like maybe two or three girls who have like a couple dresses or like nicer shirts or jewelry and yeah, yeah you have to like share all that. But um, yeah, but just in a way to make it like feel more special and you can take sweet pictures and they decorated the tables outside and um that'll be really nice and then tomorrow there's not a whole lot going on we've got like breakfast and lunch packing some free time i get to give my special little talk after lunch to the squad about re-entering america after a year as responsible citizens and informed voters um and you're gonna get a little snippet of that at the end of this episode um but yeah then free time after that and then that's probably when i'll pack up and stuff and everyone will get things settled and then we head to the airport in the evening and our plane technically leaves like really early in the morning or something midnight or so okay and then we land in fort lauderdale florida at 5 a.m or something um yeah so that's what's going on here um maybe with that after landing in florida do you want to share what you're doing after the race, in the sense of both, like, as soon as you land, yeah. like, who you're seeing, where you're going, but then also, like, long-term-wise. So good. <laughs> this is really fun. <laughs> um, it's really fun because yeah. I actually haven't told anyone yeah. other than, like, my immediate, like, friends and family. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's literally it. So this is fun. <laughs> that this is actually my first time wow. sharing with anybody um, other than them. Yeah, like, super um, publicly. So... Like, first of all, Mm -hmm. immediately I'm flying Fort Lauderdale to San Diego, which is where a lot of, like, my super tight friends and my brother and sister-in-law live. Okay. So. Which brother? uh, Lindsay. Okay. And his wife, Steph. Okay. So, I will fly in, and my best friend Heidi, Mm. shout out girl, (laughs) is picking me up, and then we'll go see Lindsay and Steph, probably eat some food, hang out, Mm -hmm. and then um, I, one of my friends is, like, her parents offered to just kind of have their home as, like, a home base for the month, which wow. we'll tie in in a minute. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'll just hang out. I'm in California for three weeks um, because that's kind of where I identify with, I suppose, as home. Mm-hmm. And then I'll fly to actual home in North Carolina, hang okay. out with my family. Yeah. Um, and then I go to Georgia because in a month I'm relaunching with a new squad. Wow. Gosh. Yeah, World <laughs> Race Round 2. I am squad leading, alumni squad leading for another World Race squad. Wow. Um, I actually, a couple weeks ago, flew out to Georgia and met all of them. We did training camp, and which is just like a time of establishing culture and standards and getting to know each other and mm-hmm. just like creating unity. Yeah. Um, and so that was so uh, sweet to wow. be a part of. Oh my <laughs> goodness, I felt like... I was the one getting training camps. Yeah. <laughs> like, I needed it. It was so good. Wow. Um, so I'm super grateful for that opportunity mm-hmm. to go. Um, so that's the plan. In yeah. about, let's see, I leave, I think, on October 7th or mm-hmm. so. So just over that a month. Not a lot of time. Insane. I know. So Wow. I like that you were able to go to your training camp a lot. Like, I think that is really sweet. It was interesting timing to be so close to the end of this race to then have to, like, pull away, go back to Georgia for just a little bit, then come back out to Ecuador for just a little bit longer as well. Mm -hmm. Was it... And I guess since you've, like, realized that you're doing this, decided to do it, got asked to do it, that whole thing, 
um, which is not something that you expected, right? Like going no, into the race. Ma'am. Did you ever even think of it as a possibility of like, nope. like I remember kind of saying to myself like, oh, maybe like after the race, I'd be, you know, like open to squad leading, mm-hmm. but see what happens. But that wasn't even on your radar. No, I actually had like every intention absolutely to go home okay. and to work, yeah. get a job, pay rent, yeah. be normal. <laughs> I really, really, I think we might tie this in later, but like I super thrive off of living normal, mm-hmm. a missional life within normal yeah. context. Yeah. I love that stuff. So that That's was so my good. heart to just yeah. go home mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. And then when I was asked to squad lead, I was like, what? <laughs> that wasn't expected. Um, and then kind of same thing with, um, like the opportunity to do training camp. I yeah. like, felt like I had momentum going in the spirit and that I wanted to stay Mm -hmm. in, um, in Ecuador and Mm -hmm. finish my month without going home. I kind of had this impression that I was going to like, I don't know why I had this thought, but I felt like I was going to get derailed Mm. if I went home. Yeah. That like being in the States would just like catch me off guard and like kind of set me up poorly for the last two weeks of the race. Right. Which is funny because I had that conversation with the Lord and that was, that was my end of the conversation. And then when I gave him essentially like the opportunity to talk, he was like, he asked me to go. (laughs) And I said, yes, obviously, like I wanted to be faithful. I said, yes. And then I like shed a couple tears because I (laughs) didn't want to go. (laughs) And literally the day that my flight flew, you know, flew out from Quito to Atlanta, Mm -hmm. I had just this for lack of a better word, this is dramatic, but like a breakdown, like I mm. needed rest. I needed familiarity wow. and just simplicity. Like it just felt so, so good to be in the States and be around familiarity. And, mm-hmm. and I'm really, really grateful I went. And it's so fun and kind that the Lord knew that wow. the day, of course, like the day yeah. that I flew out that he'd, right. he'd be like, Oh yeah. Do you remember? I like asked you to go and this is why, mm. um, or like a small reason, I'm yeah. sure like a million other reasons yeah, why. But that's true. F- on, on my end, that was why he thought it'd be a good, de- good idea for me mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. That makes total sense. I could see why you might even have that feeling at first or just yeah. that kind of fleeting thought of like, what if it like screws me <laughs> up where then I can't finish my race well or something. But I get why then once you got there, you're like, wait, no, this is like totally what I needed at the right time. So that's super sweet. Has it been hard for you to like separate the two in your mind? Like since you mm. committed to squad leading with having the rest of your race to finish and think about and do and whatever, while also like kind of maybe you did some preparation or something. I don't know what that's looked like for you, I guess, personally, but to just like separate this race from your next one. I, um, actually, I've actually had a really good experience with that. Okay. Um, so Ashley, who's the girl I'm squad leading Mm -hmm. with or under, I suppose. Okay. Um, she asked me to squad lead month five of our race, which I thought was absolutely absurd. That's crazy. <laughs> so yeah. early, because yeah. I'm like, bro, I got so much of this thing to go. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, like, kind of from that moment, I, like, as I said before, didn't tell anybody except for my, like, my people, yeah. my friends, my family, obviously the squad knows. Yeah. But I just kind of kept it internal because I didn't want, I didn't want to think about it yet. I didn't want it, it to be a thing that I was, like, can you know just like giving kinda, a lot of my thought to yeah kind of consumed by yeah. yeah and so for that exact same reason I actually haven't I started fundraising like maybe four weeks ago wow which with you know I have 
quite, you know, a large number. <laughs> I have a lot of money to fundraise. And so it's actually not very practical mm-hmm. that I've waited this long. And I still, again, this is my first time saying it to the public, but it's not practical. Yeah. Anyway, I've just done all of that to, to keep my mind focused and I have full faith that the Lord's going to come through and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think, yeah, now that like I've been to training camp and I know these people yeah. and it's getting like way more real. Mm-hmm. Maybe I suppose like I obviously like give more thought to it. Yeah. But at the same time, um, the groups are so wildly different. Really? Like, super different personalities like as wow. a whole. Oh yeah. Madison so, mentioned that to me yeah. a couple days ago. Yeah. Ashley always says it's like apples and oranges. Like you can't even compare the two cause they're two completely really? different things. Can I yeah. ask you real quick, like how, like what's maybe a trait mm. that's different? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, yes. So our squad is a beautiful squad of extremely, extremely spiritually mature people. Mm-hmm. Like beyond belief. Um, which is funny because I, I like obviously had thoughts that everyone would be very spiritually mature. But I'm just like yeah. blown away. Yeah. Blown away by the maturity on our squad. Blown away by like the boldness. Mm. The, like, zeal for the Lord. Okay, uh, it, makes me, it, it makes it sound like I'm not going to say that about the other <laughs> yeah. But I get more of, like, the, my new squad yeah. is extremely teachable. They're, like, mm. so hungry. Mm. Um, they're, they listen. They're thoughtful. Um, I think if I were to give, like, labels, it's, like, this squad's super extroverted. Yeah. Our new squad's a little bit more introverted. Yeah. Um, but just in terms of, like, their relationship with... Yeah, um, like kind of how they live out their faith yeah, almost. Or like, I suppose. Okay. Ooh, that kind of sounds weird, but hmm. yeah. Okay. I also have only spent <laughs> like seven days with them, so that's very true. I don't know, yeah. but um, they're just really sweet, uh-huh. really, really kind. Yeah. Um, our yeah. squad is kind. They're yeah. also very bold yeah. and enthusiastic, yes. and sort of. It's like a lot aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think you explained that perfectly, like, about how, although, like, we kind of, I just remember at training camp, like, yeah, being, like, so, like, just ready to go and get it, and, like, all of it, and just, like, go stomp the ground and tear up, like, places, but, and so, if you use the word, like, teachable for your other squad, not that that's something we necessarily all lacked, but it's a totally different tone, Mm -hmm. like, where we, we were just so ready that we were, of course, like, able to absorb information and, like, have insight and stuff and advice, but, like, maybe in a different way, we're, like, your new squad is, like, yeah, just much more, like, introspective or something and, like, really wanting to, like, get the full fill before, like, moving or something. Yeah. Before, like, acting. I don't we'll know. See. I know this is all generalities, too. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. this is very generally speaking for you, and you haven't known them that long, but mm-hmm. I like those first impressions, too, yeah. just to kind of get a sense of, like, the culture yep. that might be a little bit different. I love them so much. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited to hang out with them. You seemed very elated whenever you came yeah, back. Like, whenever I, I saw you. Both you and Madison just had tons of amazing things to say, yeah. and I like that it was, like, both filling for you guys. Of course, whenever you're, like, in a role that's, like, serving and in leadership and stuff, sometimes, like, that's what happens. But also, if you, like, got to sit in the talks and, like, worship yeah. and stuff, like, that's always super fun. And just, like, being back in that training camp environment yeah, <laughs> must absolutely. be fun. Are you doing anything different this go-around? Like, I guess even practically speaking, like, are you packing differently or, oh, like, one, anything like that? <laughs> one thousand percent. Y'all, I have some embarrassing news to tell you. Oh, gosh. I'm just going to confess. I don't think I've actually told anybody this because it's literally embarrassing. I brought a 70-liter pack on the on the race. Yeah. Not by my own... 
<laughs> desires. My parents bought it for me, but actually, I was clueless. I don't know. Yeah. I've always ever, like, if I've backpacked, I've always borrowed friends' packs because mm-hmm. they're expensive, y'all. So expensive. So, anyway, I brought a 70 liter pack on the race, and then at PVT, my parents brought me a 35 liter pack and I swapped with them. If that tells you at all how much you actually do not need for the race, I'm like That's thoroughly insane. convinced you just need like a couple pairs of clothes. And some toiletries. I've literally worn... I just changed for the first time in, like, a week. Yeah. No joke. No one has seen me outside of my, my like, green shirt. Right. (laughs) For, like, over a week. I kid you not. So... Especially when the weather's this cool and you're not sweating through all your stuff. Yeah. Exactly. It's funny because the rest... the Literally every month up until this month has been hot as heck. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to prepare for both. It is. I mean, you can't prepare for both. You kind of just suffer for one. (laughs) Yeah. And this whole deal with, like, the tents and stuff, I think maybe the tent was more relevant and useful, like, a few years ago, maybe? I don't know. But, like, we did technically use our tents in Swazi. Like, we both camped out. I think... But... I think that I'm going to risk it on the tent front. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to bring one because... Yeah. There's also the hammock option. There's a hammock option, but I don't want to sleep well on hammocks. I think mm. my move will be sleeping bag and um, sleeping pad. Oh, and yeah. And pillow, perhaps. Mm. Because <laughs> my thought is I can always borrow a tent from someone. Interesting. I'm just going to risk yeah. it. Yeah. No, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. And most people end up bringing like a two-person tent, so you can always like totally. squish with them. It's funny, too, that, like, I don't know, just, like, looking at where we started at the beginning of the race to, like, now, that sounds very existential, and I'm not trying to sound like that, (laughs) but practically speaking for right now, like, with these next few steps, within literally, like, the next few days and a couple of weeks and stuff, like, I don't know, some of the things that you're having to think about, I don't even have to have on my radar at all, and, like, things that I'm going to have to be dealing with and thinking about and considering, that's not on your radar at all, because, like, I'm moving back in with my parents and, like, going to be looking at jobs, and you're literally going back out on the field, and, like, you have to use your time super wisely in the next Mm -hmm. few weeks to just, like, reprioritize yourself even, like, repack, visit who you want to visit, like, spend time with your people, and then, like, head back out. So it's just funny to see, like, the difference and... Even just in these, like, next few days, yeah. how different it's going to look for us. Totally. But both really good, obviously. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know, just, like, picking two people from a group of 37 and being, like, this is how different, like, their routes look exactly. right now. Like, the traje- trajectory that they're on. Yeah. I don't know. But are you, you're in a really good place right now, though, right? Like, mentally you're feeling good and spiritually yeah. you're feeling good. 100%. Yeah. I feel really encouraged. Yeah. Going into where mm-hmm. I'm going. I yeah. I feel like I'm ending really strong. Yeah. yeah. What was it, you can just touch on this for a second if you want, but like from like first being asked to like squad lead and like kind mm-hmm. of being like, what? No. And then <laughs> like, what was the process like to kind of change your heart on it or like how God yeah. just sort of ended up putting the desire in you to do it? Okay. This is funny. You alluded to it earlier okay. briefly, but I had negative desire to mm-hmm. squad lead. Yeah. Initially we were in Swaziland when um, I actually had on my heart of hearts to do G42, which is just a leadership mm. program slash discipleship program in Spain. Yeah. And I was like so stoked to do that. Wow. Oh, yeah. I don't and know if I knew that. Yeah, I really okay. wanted to do it. Also, Amy Heitzman has a lot of influence on that because she can sell anyone on G42. <laughs> so true. And she was there just hyping it up for me. But yeah. I, like, really wanted to do that, Mm -hmm. and then one day, the Lord puts, not even put squad leading in my heart, he just, like, said it, and I was like, 
I think I maybe prayed about it once yeah. that month. Yeah. And I, I essentially was like, oh, I'll pray about this, but no. Yeah. And let's move on and yeah. not talk about it again, because it wasn't my heart thought plan at all. I was ready to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, like, at the end, of course. But anyway, and then when Ashley called me and asked me to, like, squad lead for her... I was super caught off guard, as she knows. I thought she was going to give me, like, I had no idea why she was calling me. And I had, like, said something to her that could perhaps be thought, like, been out of line. I, okay. I don't know. You're, like, questioning so yourself. I literally thought that she was going to give me, like, constructive feedback. And so we were on the phone. I was like, okay, just, like, go ahead and go ahead. And just give it to me. Just tell me. And she's like, what? And she asked me to squad lead. And in that exact moment, oh, rewind, when I was in Swaziland and the Mm -hmm. Lord um, asked me to, or, you know, gave me that thought about squad leading, I told him, if you want me to squad lead, someone's going to have to ask me, I will not apply Mm -hmm. unless you, obviously, unless you tell me to apply. But I essentially was like, you're going to have to have someone ask Mm -hmm. me. Classic. (laughs) Ashley calls me for the first time in both of our lives and asks me to squad lead. And I'm like, bro, I've met you once. Wow. (laughs) And, um, and I pretty much like, dang it. What? Yeah. And, um, so that was kind of my, I like was pretty, felt like I was supposed to do it. Yeah. And then after that, I asked the Lord for confirmation and he reminded me for the first time in months, like a couple of months earlier, I had, I had pretty much told him like anything that you want, I'm like super down to do. And yeah. I told him I didn't want to. So Ah, sorry, I'm getting jumbled it's okay. up. But <laughs> the way the race works is like after the first five months of the race, we raise up new squad leaders mm. from amongst the squad so that the squad is then self-governing. Yeah. And then the alumni squad leaders go home and it's just the racers. Yeah. So when we were doing that kind of raise up process, I had no true interest to squad lead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Couldn't tell you why, but I just wasn't super yeah. down. <laughs> but... When they were doing that, I said, Lord, I'll squad lead. Whatever you want, just do it, and I'm down. Okay. And that was it. I didn't get the role. I was like, all right, okay, <laughs> I'm down. And then when I asked him for confirmation, I hadn't thought about that in months because I didn't get the role, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, well, that conversation's with. over. Yeah. I don't have to think about it. But when I asked for confirmation, that was a conversation that he immediately reminded me of. <laughs> like, without even hesitation, oh, he brought gosh. that to my mind. And I was just, like, blown away that that was the words that came out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, and that that was actually meant for this Jeez. new trip. Um, You're like, did I actually say did that? Did I say that? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I said it. Whoa. I'm doing it. And now Whoa. I'm stoked. I feel really, really, yeah. really good about it. Don't get me wrong. I'm so excited. Wow. Yeah. Ugh, I really like that. And we talked... After I, like, went off on my little, like, charade this month with that hybrid team, and, like, I mentioned it in the last podcast about bouncing around, and it came back to keto, um, and you were back, you were back in keto at the time also after your training camp and stuff, I believe. Yeah. And we got to get pizza and, like, catch up over dinner, and I was asking you just kind of about, like, I don't know, you were just, like, talking about how, like, this lifestyle is so sweet and you have this time right now, like, because of, like, the age that you're at, and you have, like, the yeah. freedom and flexibility to keep doing it, and if you love it so much, like, what's another five months, I guess? Yeah. Like, I don't know, do you have anything to add on that? Like, yeah. I think that's such a cool perspective. No, totally. Just, like, how unique this situation is. Absolutely. But. Five months feels like nothing at this point, because we've right. already done 11. Yeah. Um, new perspective. Let's see. 
I think, yeah, I, like, when I came on this race, mm -hmm. I had, other than desiring to go home, I had absolutely zero idea what was going to be next. Yeah. Like, zero. Yeah. No idea what I would do after, which some people kind of had a thought about, I right. suppose. But I had no perspective. So, I I think, like, going on this new race, this next, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. race, I have no clue I have no earthly idea what's gonna happen mm -hmm. no idea because this thing that I didn't have any desire to do is now my you know passion and something yeah. that I'm like so thrilled about um so it's there's actually no telling in what the Lord will do mm -hmm. and I think every single day I pray Lord I trust you like yeah. it's such a simple prayer and it really it's like I I don't know. It's so simple, but I just tell him every day, Lord, I trust you. And I want him to do anything with me. Anything that he think is, thinks is a good idea, mm -hmm. I'm super interested in doing. Um, especially, and I think when you have, if you're willing to be creative and if you're willing to listen, like, he'll do some really, really, really fun things with you. Yeah. Um, even if that's staying home. Yeah. Because that was my thought. I thought right. I'd stay home. Yeah. And I think there, yeah. If you just say yes to the thing that he asked you to do, mm -hmm. um, it'll be really good. Also, if you think that you can't hear him, like, telling him what to do or asking you to do something, mm -hmm. um, I think that that's not real. Yeah. And I think that we can hear from him. And it is, it's a hard thing. But, right. Um, no, that's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that when you silence yourself, silence yourself and just listen to the Lord, mm -hmm. it's... It's something that he wants to do. He's, like, dying to talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I like that. You just mentioned, like, you pictured yourself going home mm -hmm. originally and just, like, living that lifestyle. And earlier, like, ten minutes ago or whatever, like, you said, what did you say? Like, a missional lifestyle in a, like, <laughs> secular context. Yeah. It was so beautiful. I'll have to rewind one day and look at that. Um, but then... <laughs> That's okay. That was paid. <laughs> It's all right. Oh People are just walking in left and right. It's fine. I know. Um, We're in a public place. In the community. This is what happens. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. But you, like, <laughs> originally didn't picture yourself being involved in ministry, like, as a, like, long term, I guess, or, like, yeah. as a not career. But you know what I mean? Like, really yeah. in that world, but rather, like, and I do think you're such a beautiful example of, like, living out, like, a radical kind of Christianity lifestyle sticking to all of that while being in like a modern cultural context, like being back at home, living a regular life, so to speak, mm -hmm. quote unquote. Um, but now you're kind of thinking differently in a way, or that shifted somewhat. Like you're still very passionate yeah. about that idea. That's actually something I like just wrote a blog about or mm -hmm. whatever, but like the American dream and like being back in the States and that being like a mission field or whatever, just like that kind of lifestyle and intertwining the two. I just love that idea of meshing the two and removing yeah. the separation, the barrier. But what is your, what is this place now that you're yeah. at with, I don't know, a change in heart almost or mm -hmm. idea for your future? Yes. Okay. First <laughs> of all, listeners, you must go read Morgan's pod, or read Morgan's blog. Thanks. It's so good. I really actually loved that one. That was really fun to write. That's yeah. something that's big on my heart. It encouraged me a lot. So Thanks. definitely, definitely go read that. Um, okay. You're right. I love, love with my whole heart and I believe always will, um, just living 
normal life yeah. and bringing Jesus into secular context. Yes. Um, specifically, like, I super... Oh, man, like, the skate and surf community in, mm. in like, Southern California uh, just kind of like their lifestyle and vibe. I live down there, by the way. <laughs> um, their lifestyle and vibe just uh, invites a lot of really good conversation. Yeah. And it's like my most favorite thing to consider that Christians actually can do fun things. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be these cookie cutter, like straight edge kind of humans, mm-hmm. but they're really fun. They do cool things. They are really creative. They're so creative because who <laughs> created first? Yeah. Come so on. good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so that's, like, infinitely my heart, yeah. is just to, like, definitely introduce Jesus, the gospel, God, Holy Spirit, as something that's super fun mm-hmm. and really, really good news. Yeah. Because sometimes it it's not good news, like, yeah. it's the good news, but people don't present it as good news. Right, it's portrayed uh, so limiting and life-suffocating. Right. And, it <laughs> yeah. can be so fun. Yeah. My whole... My Christian walk has been so fun. Mm. Um, the Lord is super fun. Mm. And anyway, so you're right, though. <laughs> just lately, I've just... Uh, this is even weird to, like, say verbally. <laughs> um, I think Morgan was, like, one of the first person people that I, like, verbally processed this with. But <laughs> I've just been getting an impression lately that my life... That's been the thought for my life for a while. Mm. However, a new thought of mine is perhaps what if missions was something bigger for me. Hmm. And I say that out of, I've just been, I've been receiving a lot from the Lord, um, about it in terms of, I constantly ask the Lord for wisdom and revelation. Hmm. I think that is like a gift of mine. Yeah. Like he gifts me with revelation. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. I have been realizing lately that as I continue to receive wisdom and revelation, more responsibility comes with that. (laughs) Like I, if I keep getting revelation at the same rate, I will have a lot more responsibility, say five, 10, 15 years down the road. Mm. And that's, kind of the reason uh, that I, I'm starting to get an impression that there is something, there's like a greater call to missions on my life. Wow. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Which is weird to think it, whether that's okay. Mind you that missions isn't just overseas. Right. Missions is in the States. Missions is at church. Missions is literally everywhere. Mm -hmm. But, um, I just, I'm considering Mm -hmm. that ministry might be something that is a little bit more time consuming in my life than (laughs) I perceived it to be at the beginning of the race. Um, oh, wow. but I really don't have detail on that. Yeah. It's something I actually have no idea on. Mm. So to be determined. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. I, that's a really interesting point yeah. that like the more that he kind of hands over to you, whether it's like knowledge based or mm-hmm. wisdom or like sometimes even like in, he entrusts people to you like you you kind of take on like emotional stewardship like all sorts of things like the more that he's kind of placing in your care mm-hmm. like would lead him to maybe also giving you more responsibility in other tangible ways and like yeah. with authority or like with your lifestyle or I don't know a career or <gasps> just kind of your role in the church yeah. capital C church and like big picture wise mm-hmm. yeah like maybe what kind of role he wants you to play 
that's really interesting. I like that. I know. It is interesting. <laughs> it's funny. I don't generally like that word because it's so vague. It's but very it vague. is an interesting... And I use it very vaguely. No, I'm saying it In because this thing is so vague. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it is very intriguing and interesting. <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> I like that difference. I honestly do normally use that word very vaguely. And, yeah. like, even stuff like, I don't know. I always, like, uh, use that as a filler um, I was talking to my last teammate, Jacob, about that. Like, at the beginning of our last team, mm-hmm. we talked about things that we want to, like, try not to say anymore. Like, just crap that we throw in there as, like, yeah. a fluffer or, like, a whatever. And I hate that. And, and I do. I say that to her, like, <laughs> that's crazy. Stuff like that. Whatever. <laughs> I do that all the time. Uh, but, yeah, I guess in that context, it was actually right. So, yep. that's cool. Um. Okay. I also then want to ask you, throughout the race, you have... You've learned certain lessons. Things have been, like, brought to your attention, mm-hmm. like, from the spirit. Just kind of, like, here and there throughout all the months and stuff. Which, at first, did not seem to be connected. But now, they seem to be a little bit more cohesive. Mm-hmm. What? I don't know. I'm curious about what those things are. Because you yes. didn't get to go into a lot of detail about it. But is it with some of the stuff that we talked about? Like, with squad leading and stuff? Or just, like, mm-hmm. a whole host of things? All over the map. <laughs> okay. I, well, not... Actually, that was my perception at the beginning, that the revelation that I was receiving throughout the race mm-hmm. was all over the map, but oh, yeah. turns out I'm starting to realize that everything that I've received um, is actually so intertwined, hmm. like, throughout the last 11 months. Okay. And I think it all... It actually started literally week one, month one, in the Philippines. <laughs> I I decided to, like... Well, actually, I guess... I, z- I decided to get off my phone and really get into the word. Yeah. I guess that's not really relevant because everyone else had amazing revelation as well. <laughs> but I was like really deep in the word month one. And yeah. I thought it was so beautiful because everyone was like so invested and that was encouraging. Um, month one, I started receiving about Ephesians. Um, Ephesians one eleven like talks about how the Lord works everything in accordance in to in accordance with his will. Sorry. Yeah, accordance great. is not in my normal vocabulary. <laughs> um, but anyway. And I think, like, I've just been receiving so much that, like, the Lord wants to create with us. Mm-hmm. Again, like, in um, Romans, it says, like, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm. Why? So that we would be, so that we would like receive more of the will of God, Hmm. prove, prove the will of God, Mm -hmm. it says. But, um, (laughs) and I think like from that, I extract that, like, as we submit our minds to Christ, he's going to conform, he's going to transform our minds to look more and more like the mind of Christ. Mm. When our minds look, when our minds begin to look more like the mind of Christ, Mm -hmm. I believe in what I've received and what I've actually had testimony of Mm -hmm. Is that when my mind looks like the mind of Christ, I get to trust my thoughts more. Because Mm. my mind is thinking more and more, continually being transformed into the mind of Christ. And to continually, like, my thoughts sound more like his thoughts. Yeah. My ways become looking more like his ways. My Mm -hmm. desires, you hear people say that all the time. Like, when you submit to God, he'll transform your desires. Mm -hmm. Your desires are a byproduct of the things that you think about. Wow. You know? Yeah. So, I think, like... And again, it says, why is he, why is he transforming our minds? So that we can prove the will of God. Yeah. So I think like from that, I received that, 
that the Lord is really eager for us to co-create his will with that, with Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. He wants to transform our minds so that he can work things into accordance with his will. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was like the first revelation that I received, which is like lofty and so you cool. might have to pause that and replay sure. it and yeah. you might, I, I wrote a thing about it. Yeah. Shoot. I think I called it co-creating yeah. with God okay. perhaps, but it's in my blog. So it's way more ex- explained way better there. But is your blog just Adria Johnson of the yes, World Race? Yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> and that was, that was like round one of mm. this thought that I was receiving. Um... And then, like, moving in, hmm, either Africa, perhaps later on. Okay. Um, shoot, sorry, I'm getting distracted. It's okay. All the noises. <laughs> but, um, No worries. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's, having, there's lots going on so around here. There's so much going on. It's yeah. really cool. Um, you said maybe but, around Africa? Yeah, I uh, just started receiving a lot more on the front of, like, shoot, I've, I've totally lost my train of thought right it's now. It's okay. No, cool. Um, we might have to come back to it. Okay. I completely That's all right. Was it with the co-creating stuff? Yeah. Okay. It does connect. That's all right. Um... But right now, my mind's just flustered. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, actually, I think it's coming back to me. I think... <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. It's fine. I'm big in the face. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, like, another thing that I've just been thinking a lot about comes from, like, in James. Mm-hmm. Um, James 1, he talks about, like, do not just be hearers of the word deceiving yourself, but be doers. Yeah. For the person who looks, who is just a hearer of the word is like someone who looks in the mirror and as soon as he walks away, he forgets what he looks like. Yeah. And to me, that means like when we hear from the Holy Spirit, um, which I believe we all do, mm-hmm. when we hear from the Holy Spirit, but we don't do anything about it, we're just deceiving ourselves. It's mm-hmm. such a fun thing when we hear from the Holy Spirit because we're like, oh my gosh, I hear from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. This is cool. But it's, <laughs> it actually takes like such an extreme measure of faith. To, like, actually step in and do the thing that mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit's asking you to do. Mm-hmm. And that is when you actually listen. And I think it's really important to, like, consider what's the difference between hearing from the Lord and listening to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the difference is doing. Yeah. Um, That's good. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the more that we, like, do the things that the Lord, that the Holy Spirit impresses on our hearts however the the lord speaks to you if you do those things he's going to give you more because mm-hmm. when you're faithful of little he'll give you more yeah and then once you do the more he'll give you even more and that's how you end up being trustworthy yeah you know <laughs> and um wow yeah no big time and i, <laughs> I like, like i'm super ultimately convinced like in in psalms 139 it says like in your book were written all the days of my life as yet there is even one of them <laughs> And to me, that means, like, I'm a super, I don't know, like, poetic type. And Mm -hmm. so I just have this, like, picture in my mind of God. He just made me, and he puts me down right next to him. Yeah. I don't have breath in me yet. I'm just sitting down next to him. And he gets down on his knees, and he's, like, in the garden, and he whips out the book of Adria. Mm -hmm. 
in your book were written all the days of my life, yeah. as yet there were even one of them. Mm. And he's like writing the, all this stuff down, all the days of my life, as yet there were even one of them. And he's just like so excited. And in my head, he's like got his elbows dug into the dirt <laughs> and he's like biting his lip and like his eyes are wide and he's like, he can't even write fast enough because his ideas are so good. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That makes me want to cry. Know, That's so that. beautiful. <laughs> and, and I just think like, the Holy Spirit, obviously, is very acquainted mm-hmm. with the entire book of Adria. Yeah. He knows, you know, page yeah. one. He knows page 5,000. Yeah. Like, the back of his hand. Hmm. And, um, and so from that, I think the Holy Spirit speaks to me so that I might become more of who... I'm designed to be. Yeah. He knows that's already written out. He, yeah, he knows exactly wow. who I'm becoming. And so his heart is for me to become more of who I'm supposed to be. That's really good. My it's... jaw just dropped a little. <laughs> I really like that. And so like, I've actually, I've had that thought in my brain for a little bit now. Yeah. However, it's taken a little bit of time to get it from my brain into my heart and into my bones, mm. like actually to move or maybe more into my muscles. So I like, <laughs> yeah. move forward with it. But lately, I've just been trying again. My mind has been transformed. I think like Christ, so I try to do the things of Christ. Mm-hmm. And, for example, this is funny. So I, I just try to do the things that come to my head. Because I'm like, if I have the mind of Christ, I must think the things of Christ. Yeah. And if Holy Spirit knows who I'm becoming, then I'm just going to do the thing, <laughs> even if it's stupid. Like sure. the other day, mm-hmm. when I was at training camp, okay. I hung my towel up after showering and it's soaking wet. And... Mind you, we're camping outside. Yeah. Um, so everyone's like hanging their clothes. Mm-hmm. And I hung my towel up, and right below my towel were a ton of people's clothes hanging up. Mm-hmm. And I walked away, um, and then the Lord said, Hey, go move your towel. You're going to get everyone's clothes wet. Mm. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I went and moved my towel because I was going to get everyone's clothes wet. <laughs> yeah. So in that moment, like, you could easily say, Oh, that was. Like, that's stupid. Why would God tell me that? Right. Like, that's just me, and everyone's going to be fine. They can suck it up, or they'll dry eventually. But I think that in that moment, Holy Spirit was actually interested in me becoming more thoughtful. Yeah. Because me, page 5,000 of Adria, is a more thoughtful person. Wow. And if me moving my towel becomes me, or... Like uh, turns you into a turns more me into yeah sorry, <laughs> turns me into a more thoughtful person yeah then I am highly interested wow and B part B of that would be like if he knows that I'm going to be faithful to move my freaking towel yeah that's so silly right so like, simple he, that just again like that proves to him and tells him Adria is faithful Adria yeah. wants to hear from me yeah Adria is going to do the things that I tell her to do yeah. She'll even go she's move faithful her towel. little like yeah. moving my towel is so minute <sighs> in the kingdom I really like that it's so minute in the kingdom but yeah. he knows that I'm that I'm worthy of being right of of doing the bigger things yeah so I think that since I moved the towel he's going to tell me to prophesy <laughs> over someone <laughs> or heal someone you know that's so good yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow I love that idea too of like faithful with the little things it's something that sometimes brought up and I end up circling back around to because it leads to so much but it's easy to forget sometimes and you just like get so caught up with like the grand vision that you have for whatever whether it's yourself or something you're working on and you just want that end result really bad you want to like 
go from level one to level 100 really quick rather than going through two, three, four, five and all of them. And so I think that that's just a really good reminder and that we probably discount so many of our thoughts as Mm -hmm. just being our own or little. (laughs) No, don't believe it. So much is from him. I know. And it's so worth it believing that it's from him because even if you do it and it's not from him, yeah. as long as it's wholesome, yeah. I think he sees your heart. I yeah. mean, I know that he sees your heart. He loves your heart. He right. made your heart. He sees it so clearly. And if you do a thing, even if it's not from the Lord, yeah, even if it was just, it was quote unquote, just you, whatever, mm-hmm. he knows that you did it because you stepped out and you wanted to trust that it was him. Yeah. So what if it wasn't? Hmm. He knows that you're trustworthy. Wow. <laughs> you've given me a lot to like think about just in a short amount of time. And I think, ah, uh, I like seeing the evolution of your thoughts and like how it's kind of progressed over the last year, but that like, he's clearly just like taking you from like one thing to the next. And I'm sure there's so much else packed in there. Like if we were to read through your journal from the yeah. entire race, you know, like how much he's probably like brought you through thought process wise and so it's cool just to like get a little glimpse of it just as like some of the revelation that you've received and like I don't know you get to just like not only take that to like the next race or whatever but like Mm -hmm. to just build off on forever yeah like just keep building on that I think that's so cool this is a little off the cuff but I'm curious about maybe just in a few simple words but like I know I think you wrote a blog about it like Mm -hmm back in the day that was so beautiful but about like the topic of like freedom and like the revelation that's the revelations that you'd received about that I don't know is is there a way that you can summarize just your your thoughts in your heart on that topic which is kind of also a a very general statement you know the word freedom and stuff there's a lot to that but just like where that inspiration has come from oh yeah well the inspiration comes from me not being free okay it comes from the Lord redeeming the things that mm-hmm. were actually our shame. Yeah. I think that the Lord, we've been talking a lot about this as a squad. Very true. When we have something that's shameful, when we have something that's painful, mm-hmm. when we have something that is difficult, the Lord's intention is to flip it on, flip it on its head and use it for something beautiful. Mm-hmm. I always think like, I love putting it in these words and this is like super, I don't know, lofty. But okay. <laughs> like, the things that the enemy does in our life, I love thinking of them as like a word of knowledge about what the Lord's going to do in our life. Hmm. Like if the enemy shamed me my whole life, yeah, then it's like great chances that the Lord wants to use that exact same thing yeah. for his glory. Hmm. For example, like growing up, I did pretty horrible in school <laughs> up until college. Okay, I like hated school yeah. growing up. And then when I got to college, I like, you know, it was great news. I loved college. Um, and my writing, I love writing a lot and my writing in my entire schooling career, I suppose up until, um, up until college, I was entirely condemned in my writing. Hmm. People thought I was dumb. And then I went to college and for literally other than my sweet mother, um, (laughs) for the pretty much for the first time in my life. Um, someone actually affirmed my writing and I was like so encouraged and, um, empowered by that anyway. And so I think like the thing that I'd been condemned in for so long now I've definitely matured a lot in my my writing, but just incredibly (laughs) gifted. It's amazing. Thanks Mo. Wow. But now that's something that the Lord loves to use for his glory. Like it's something that he 
is so stoked on to use for his glory. Yeah. And it all started with it being my shame. And there, I have like so many stories of the things that hurt me being the things that I thrive in or that the Lord loves to use. Yeah. And you don't have to thrive in it now for the Lord to use it, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway, but, um, yeah, I just think that we complicate things a lot. I think that we're a lot 100%. freer. I think we're a lot freer than we think that we are. Yeah. Um, I think that we condemn ourselves a lot more than the Lord condemns us. Actually, the Lord doesn't condemn us at all, so mm-hmm. we condemn ourselves, and it's entirely Him. Yeah. Um, especially, like, ooh, this is so fun. Okay. I, I just think it's really important that we understand the freedom that we walk in and understand the kindness that the Lord has towards us. And mm-hmm. one of my absolute 1000% absolute favorite chapters in the Bible is Johnny. Okay. Go read it. Johnny <laughs> is about the woman caught in adultery. And apparently it's like not caught. It's not in a lot of manuscripts, oh, but yeah. it talks about, um, this woman caught in adultery, the religious people bring her in, throw her at the foot of Jesus. She's naked. She just been having sex with some random guy. Perhaps not random. I don't know. Yeah. And they're like, all right, Jesus, this woman was just caught in adultery. What are you going to do? Jesus looks at them. Whoever hasn't sinned, go ahead, throw the first stone. All of them walk away because they've all sinned. Jesus looks at the woman who's condemning you. She looks at him. Well, no one. Mm -hmm. Then he looks at her and says, with the most kindness in his eyes that I've ever not seen, Mm -hmm. but I wish that I had, (laughs) he says... Neither do I condemn you. Now go and sin no more. Mm -hmm. And when I think about that, it's like, he didn't say go and sin no more. Like, haha, like good luck. Go and sin no more. Like that's not actually realistic. Mm. He said, daughter, you have the capacity to go live free from the bondage of sin for the rest of your life. Wow. Like that is possible for you to live free from the bondage of sin. Mm. And the beautiful thing, if you can wrap your head around sin being beautiful. Not at all. But the beautiful (laughs) thing about the concept of like sin is that it's a, it's a heavenly desire. In my mind, sin is like a heavenly desire satisfied by an earthly thing. Mm. So our desire is heaven, but we satisfy those cravings with earthly things. And so if we can find the way to fix our our minds and hearts on heaven, Mm. then we're golden. We just have to find like where our desire got misplaced Mm. or where our, our like, uh, method got misplaced, yeah. I suppose. So there's hope in sin. Mm. Whatever sin you struggle with, yeah. there's hope in it. Yeah. Because you want something heavenly. Yeah. I promise you. Yeah. I was Absolutely. actually just talking about this with someone the other day about like, uh, just like this thing that was happening back home and stuff and like people like pursuing unhealthy lifestyles and mm-hmm. stuff and like how they're only doing those things because they're wanting satisfaction and fulfillment. They're wanting to feel Mm -hmm. loved or validation or whatever. Like all of these good things that they can get from the father, from something so much better, they're, they're finding it in these other bad things that are actually slowly like tearing them down and like making them deteriorate from the inside out. And when like really, if they were like, yeah, just going after it the right way and they could get so much, yeah, just get it from the right source. Yeah. I like that. That's so good. I know. I really like listening to you talk about this stuff. One time you even had this beautiful picture that you painted with your words about what it looks like to live as like an adopted like son and daughter of Christ versus like a slave mentality. Oh. And I literally thought about it 
in Colombia again. Oh. I think it was Colombia. Yeah. Like something that I was processing. And then I ended up turning to that part of like scripture where it talks about like not being a slave anymore, not having that type of mind, but like acting as like a true son and daughter. Yeah. And like, and then I thought back to like your, cause it, did you write a blog about it? Or maybe you just talked about it with know. us one time as a team, but either way it was amazing. And I thought back to that moment in my mind, like all Whoa. the way in Colombia and stuff. And I was like, wait, there's something that Adria said that one time. That's and so because it just put it in such a cool perspective. So that was yeah. just a side note, but, um, That's awesome. yeah, I suppose we're running a little bit out of time. Yeah. There's one thing I want to add real quick. Um, just how, like I just promised at the beginning to give you a little snippet of the talk tomorrow. This now seems like an awkward little like tangent <laughs> away from what we've been talking about, but, um, yeah, I don't want it to go too much like past an hour or whatever. It's already been 55 minutes, which is so good. Cause I think all this is super relevant yeah. and people can get a lot Woo! out of it. I kind of want to go back and take notes. I know you said like, <laughs> you might have to rewind this. Like I want to. Oh, that's so kind. <laughs> also, uh, I've written almost all this uh, stuff in my blog. AdriaJohnson.TheWorldRace.com. Perfect. So it and you're going to still be using that more. platform, I guess, Probably. on the next one, right? Yeah. Like the same um, blog address, AdriaJohnson.TheWorldRace.org. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, okay. Hmm. So this is a little bit of part of the intro of what I'm going to talk about tomorrow. Um, I'm letting Adria have like this nice like firsthand experience. People have been asking me about this talk a lot, and I started to get nervous about it a little bit today, like... Which is also equally as affirming that, like, people would come up to me, you know, and just be like, I'm so excited for your talk. Are you excited? Like, how do you feel about it? Blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, I'm very excited. Like, I've loved writing it. And I think there's so much that we can discuss tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And then, (laughs) I don't know, I was, like, reviewing it and was just like, oh, my gosh, like just like kind of um not stage fright but like I want to perform at a certain level like I want to execute this the Mm -hmm. best way possible and so when I was like kind of rehearsing it in my mind I think I just got too caught up in my thoughts when in reality there's no reason to be nervous in front of you guys and like I think there's so much like room and openness to speak whatever I want to speak and like that it'll be received well and there's so many good things that we can talk about but the little snippet I'm just gonna give it to you um The United States is only 240 years old, and that's not very old. We didn't even have all 50 states until 60 years ago with Hawaii. We have a really pretty, really smart system that actually works well when it's used properly. Just like how we as humans, God's creation, can act outside of our intended design, our government is guilty of the same thing. Its original design was to give enough freedom to the people where they prosper by their own measure of happiness and purpose, yet provide structured laws, checks and balances, to make sure a dictator or tyrannical power couldn't rise up, and then to provide more opportunities for equality. Humans are faulty. Money and media and hunger for power has invaded the basic structure of this system, and unfortunately things can get really corrupted. But maybe don't blame the system, maybe blame the abuse of the system. I also believe that there are really good people in positions of authority who actually want what's best for the people they're serving. But as you know, the loud voices can kind of drown out the good ones. That's about it. If I give any more, we're going to get into some more specific stuff in this article I read. But I don't know. I want to hone in on this idea that like sometimes whenever things start to go astray, like in our world, in our country and stuff, we can easily just like start to point fingers and be like, this isn't working anymore, blah, blah, blah. But then I think that we like forget that it's also like the people that are doing those things and like 
it could actually work really well if the right people are in place or if the mindset is changed or whatever. Like there has to be enough people advocating for good, healthy things for it to work properly because actually the basic structure could work just fine, like, if you use it right. And I think oftentimes it still is used right. Like, we do a lot of things well, but there are still plenty of things that we do wrong. And unfortunately, like, there's humans and sin in the world, and, like, we're going to mess up a lot, and we'll never, like, get it just right and stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't know. And so I want to tie that into the talk tomorrow and, like, specifically with how we operate in the United States and stuff in our government because I think that there's a lot of really cool vision to how things work. Um, but that's all I'm going to give you of that. Um, yeah, I think you should check out Adria's blog, adriajohnson.theworldrace.org. <laughs> There's, <laughs> shout out to Adria Johnson. <laughs> oh <my gosh>. Um, <laughs> there are so many good little nuggets in there. You could also check out mine, even though I'm probably not going to use it again. Um, I would love, I'd be honored if you read the last blog that I read. It's called, Is the American Dream Okay? at morganewhite.theworldrace.org. There's another Morgan White somewhere out there on the race, and I had to put the E in there for my middle name. But, um, yeah, you should also follow her on Instagram. Mm. Although, <laughs> her um, Instagram handle is kind of an odd one, and it might be hard to find. No. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, if you can spell in Spanish <laughs> and count your Vs, it is huevos, which is Spanish for eggs. We can have a conversation later. Yeah. It's huevos with 11 Vs. <laughs> also... My name is Adria Johnson. Perhaps you can find it. <laughs> That's true, yeah. You can even like go to my profile, see who I'm following, and <laughs> her name. I love that name so much. It's so funny. With 11 Vs. 11 Vs. Because you couldn't do any other Inst- number of Vs. Instagram wouldn't let me do I don't understand. any more or any less than 11. But there are not... There's no any one other. with huevos with 10 Vs or 8 <laughs> Vs or 2 Vs. I'm like, bro... That doesn't make sense. Or even one V. I know. I'm, I'm just like picturing you sitting there trying like all these Vs. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> I like 11 though. Uh, wait, before whenever you were just eggs, was it 11 Gs? It was 11 Gs. Okay. And then we went for 11 Vs because we're in Latin America. Uh, yeah. I and, like that. You know. Huevos. Are you going to go back to eggs? No. Okay. I think I like huevos better. Okay. It's funny. You it's also funny. have a friend that's like breakfast burritos Oh, or that's my right? best friend. We okay. definitely went for... The breakfast foods together. Okay. We love breakfast. <laughs> I love that so much. Okay, yeah, you should check out then, like, her her beautiful pictures and then her beautiful words, all of those things. Um, this is technically the last podcast that I'm doing on the race, which is also very surreal. I am recording my talk tomorrow, so you'll be able to hear that whole spiel, and it's going to be a podcast and then hopefully also up on YouTube. But after this, there might be a couple episodes whenever I get home to talk about, like, reentry or catch up with some people wherever they are in the States and, like... Yeah, talk about that whole process, but technically this is the last one for On the Field. Um, Thanks so much for listening. Is there anything else you want to add? Thank you so much. This (laughs) has been such a pleasure. Great. You're so easy to talk to, and so I really appreciate your ears. Thanks for saying that. Also, thank you to all of you guys for being very patient with us as there have... I don't know how many people have opened this door to the laundry room and there's now music and lots of things going on outside right below the window and just for the little awkward pauses and stuff, like, there's just... This laundry room is very active for some reason. But anyways, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, Let me know what you think and I'd love to hear from you. See you next time. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye.